You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. It is Easter weekend, and it's coming upon us quickly, what's known as Holy Week in the church. My name is Pastor Daniel with Redemption Church, and I like to do live devotionals, uh, things that God is teaching me so I can teach you throughout the week and point you to the Lord. And uh, yes, it is live. Sometimes I have to figure out my gadgets. I have a little bit of a different setup today because I have my laptop in front of me, and uh, I want to actually give you a lot of references about the resurrection. Today, what I want to do is I want to focus on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As it's on my mind, I just studied for our Easter uh, service, the message this week, and I'm excited to share and celebrate about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But I didn't want to wait just until this weekend. There's so much scripture that talks about the resurrection of the dead um, and the resurrection of Jesus in particular that I think that we need to take an extra amount of time as Christians in this holiday to just study, ponder, reflect, and celebrate on. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is probably or arguably the most comprehensive chapter of the resurrection in all scripture. But today what I want to do is not just give you one chapter, but a lot of different references um, and verses so you can do some own study this week on your own as you approach Easter and they're thinking about the resurrection and celebrating that uh, it is a holy day, a holiday that is worth celebrating uh, about Jesus dying on the cross and rising again. It's beautiful. And so uh, you may want to get a piece of paper and a pen and write down all these references that I'm about to share or just bookmark uh, this video or devotional uh, for reference of your own because I'm about to blast you with tons of scripture talking about the resurrection. Uh, Revelation 1 verse 17 through 18 reveals to us that Jesus uh, as the Alpha and Omega and he was dead and is now alive. And this is what Easter is all about. Jesus died and he rose again. This is so important when talking about the resurrection. You have to have first death and then comes life, suffering, and then glory. Often, two times, we want to go to the celebratory part, uh, but the biblical pattern of the resurrection is it assumes that there is death first, and we can't um, forget about this. We can't forget about the cross and all that Jesus did on the cross. This is why it's been a tradition for many Christians to celebrate not only Easter weekend, uh, Sunday, Right. But also have a whole weekend and celebrate Good Friday, thinking about uh, Jesus's death on the cross, because it was on the cross that Jesus paid for our debt of sin. Second Corinthians 521 says for Jesus knew no sin, but he became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. Uh, God did an amazing work on the cross, and it was through Jesus' death and resurrection that we have life. The, the resurrection tells us that God accepted Jesus' payment on the cross. Uh, one way I think about the resurrection, it's like a receipt, proving the payment is complete. Romans 4.25 connects Jesus' resurrection in our justification, God declaring us righteous. Romans 6.5 says that we are united with Jesus by his resurrection. What Jesus did uh, by dying and rising connects us to him, and we actually have salvation in him through it. Now, John chapter 5, verses 19 through 29 record Jesus teaching that we, that we will stand before him for final judgment and rise for eternal life or eternal death. We don't just die and then stand 
cease to exist. No, we're going to stand before the Lord and be judged. And if we are in Christ, we'll be forgiven of our sins because of the work that he did. But if we are not in Christ and don't place our trust in Jesus and declare that he is our Lord of our lives, then we are actually condemned. Daniel chapter 12, verse 2 is one of the clearest Old Testament scriptures on the bodily resurrection of both believers and unbelievers. Romans 14, 8 through 12 describes how Jesus is Lord of the dead and the living because he was dead and is now alive. And so King Jesus will judge everyone once and for all. And this is why the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so important, because it shows us that he's able to give life through his resurrection and the work on the cross. That when he judges the living and the dead, when he judges us, he's able to pardon and forgive and atone for sin. Now, 1 Peter 1, verse 3 through 9, speaks of the inheritance that Jesus has purchased for us through his resurrection and how our suffering in this life reminds us of him until we rise in his kingdom. Romans 8, 1 through 11 speaks of the new power that we now have as believers, followers of Jesus through the Holy Spirit to say no to sin and yes to God because of the resurrection of Jesus. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 1 through 2, Paul declared that the resurrection of Jesus Christ gave Paul his apostle, uh, apostolic authority, his apostleship. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 explain how we are dead in sin, but made alive in Christ through his resurrection. And in Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, Paul teaches that the resurrection is infinitely better than religion. Trusting on the work of Jesus and what he did on the cross and him dying and rising is so much better than trusting in ourselves to try to be good, to be acceptable by God, because there is no one good, not one. We all fall short of the glory of God, and that falling short is called sin, and the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in our Lord Jesus Christ, and the resurrection points us to the hope that we have from the work that Jesus did. It's our receipt. It's complete. The telestai, he did it all. Romans chapter 10 verses 5 through 13 speaks of how we are to be saved through the resurrection, right? If we believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and was raised from the dead, we shall be saved, the Bible says. Colossians 1, 15 through 20 speaks of the preeminence of Jesus, how he is a risen king and he created everything and in him everything exists. Colossians 2, 6 through 15 and verses 3, chapter 3, verse 1 say that we have been raised now in Christ. Hebrews 13, 20 through 21 remind us that the same God who raised Jesus from the dead is faithful to keep his promises to his people as well. So when he promises to raise Jesus from the dead and did so, he's going to promise to raise us. He's promised to raise us and he will do so. I told you there's a lot of verses. There's a lot of stuff. I'm going so fast because I don't want to take up five hours of your time, but I do want to take a moment for us to ponder, to see the, the breadth and the depth of this doctrine of the resurrection. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we can now be raised from the dead. We can have eternal life. He has that authority, that accomplishment. He not only was risen, uh, he not only gives spiritual life, but he gives us life, physical life, a physical life, a resurrected body. Heaven is a real place. It's not just a spiritual conscious or a utopia, something that is imaginable, uh, unimaginable, but it's something that actually will exist for all eternity, a dwelling place with God. 
And 1 John 3, 2 says that a Christian's resurrection body will be just like Jesus's resurrection body. Hosea 13, 14 speaks of the resurrection victory over death and is quoted by Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, meaning that because of sin entered in and reigned in our body, it brings death. But when God forgives our sin, now he will actually rise us up just as Jesus had to be rose up because he was sinless. He was perfect. And now we're in Christ. And so he's going to raise us up and give us a new body. Matthew 28, verse 9, John 20, verse 17, John uh, 20, verse chapter 20, verse 20 through 28, all report that Jesus rose physically from the dead, not just spiritually. He told Thomas, Hey, touch my sides, touch my, my hands, you know, uh, he had a physical body and God is going to give us a physical body. First Thessalonians 4.16 teaches us at the second coming of Jesus Christ, the dead in Christ will rise like him to be with him. The resurrection is a hopeful thing. It's a celebratory thing. It's something to ponder. And This doctrine of the resurrection is vital for us as Christians to know and to embrace because it gives us hope and it should affect our everyday life. Heaven is real. We don't just die and cease to exist. There's a resurrection. We'll be go before the Lord and he'll actually pardon our sins. When we give our, our life to Jesus, we have eternal life, spiritually become alive, but physically we'll have new bodies and be with him for all eternity. For how can we be the Paul said, the imperishable, uh, the perishable be in the presence of the imperishable. We need to die. sow in the ground and get a new body. A couple of more verses. First Thessalonians one. Verses 2 through 10 encourages Christians to wait patiently for the second coming of the risen King Jesus. 2 Timothy 2 verses 1 through 13 reveals Paul using the resurrection of Jesus Christ as motivation for a life of faithful ministry in the midst of suffering and trial. I hope you're motivated by heaven. I hope you're motivated by a resurrected body that you're going to be with the Lord for all eternity. It matters what we do today because the resurrection is true. Jesus is alive and it's going to matter for all eternity. Romans 8, 11 and 2 Corinthians 5, 15 say that believers have the same power as Jesus did for his resurrection through God, the Holy Spirit. God empowers us through this resurrection power. We have strength that we can come and ask God for help in our lives right now. Hebrews 6, 1 through 2 lists the doctrine of the resurrection among the most essential and elemental Christian truths to learn, to grow, to ponder, to embrace, to worship God for. This is why the first step to, for every believer in Jesus is to be baptized, because it represents the work that God has done in his death and burial and resurrection of Jesus. 1 Peter 3, 21 and 22 and Romans 6, 5 explain how the Christian act of baptism actually shows us the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, which cleanses us from sin. We do this physical sacrament and do something to represent what's actually taken place and let people know I'm following God and this is what it means. I have a hope of heaven. My sins are forgiven. He died. He rose. And now he is, I am dying to my flesh and he is going to raise me up in the last day. Second Timothy two seventeen and 18 actually named false teachers who deny the resurrection. And Paul declares to them to be heretics for doing so. When we deny the power of God, the resurrection, it is not okay with the apostle Paul. He says, no, 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 you're a heretic. You 
need to embrace the resurrection, that heaven is real, that there is a living hope, that you will be made alive spiritually as you put your faith in Jesus and also physically. God wants us to know about the resurrection of Jesus, so much so that he foretold it through prophecy so we would know that he is God. Psalm 1610 promises that Jesus would not be abandoned in the grave. Jonah 117, Jonah 2.10, and Matthew 12.40 speak of Jonah's three days in the fish as a type of Jesus' resurrection after three days in the grave. Isaiah 52 and 53, they are a prophetic promise of Jesus' life, death, and burial and resurrection, uh, with the resurrection being emphasized in verses 10 through 12 in chapter 53. Matthew chapter 12, verse 38 through 40. Mark chapter 8, verse 31, 9, 31, 10, 33, and 34. John 2, 18 through 22. They all revealed Jesus prophesying about his resurrection in advance before it took place so we would embrace and know this is God. He can do the miraculous. And this is why the disciples testify of the resurrection of Jesus and the work that he has done. Did you know all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all close with large sections reporting a bodily resurrection of Christ from the dead? In fact, the book of Acts, the birth of the church, it started with the message from Peter that we're going to look at this Sunday, how, how he preached the resurrection. And 12 of the 28 chapters in the book of Acts report that the continual refrain of the preaching in the early church was that Jesus has risen. He is risen indeed. He's risen from the dead. So yes, the resurrection is a big deal because it gives us a great hope. It shows us that we can trust God and his promises, that we have eternal life and a resurrected body promised to us and that our sin truly is paid for. It is the receipt God did the work on the cross. He died and then he rose again. There was suffering and then there was glory and we glory in the resurrection and we celebrate this holy day, holiday, Easter, to remind ourselves the faith and beautiful resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I'll close with this. First Peter, verse, verse Peter, chapter one, verse three through four, it says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. And how does he do it? It's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Don't forget about the resurrection. I pray that you have a great Easter weekend. You're able to worship God and ponder these truths. I want to invite you to our Good Friday service at Gospel Fellowship that we're partnering with to remember this truth. Seven o'clock uh, this Friday, uh, our Easter weekend, our Easter service, a five o'clock service uh, to celebrate, to sing, to praise God, to study more truth about the resurrection and what it means into our lives, to remember the gospel, to take communion, and then to celebrate, to, to give candy to kids through Easter eggs, to have some dessert and a dinner. After service, we're going to follow up and celebrate with a dinner and have community because Christ brought us not only in relationship with him, but with one another. And there's something to be celebrate. And I pray that as we reflect on this glorious truth of the resurrection, it would fill your heart with joy, with love, and just with strength. And so I hope that was helpful. I know it was a lot. It was a mouthful. I got so pumped about it. But as I was studying through 
uh, the resurrection, just thinking about all the verses that, that scripture says, and this isn't even all of them. Um, I thought I'd give you that treat, this thing that I'm pondering and thinking through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What a blessed hope that we have through it. And so may the Lord bless you and may we continue to look to Jesus and his gospel and grow in this. And may he give us more revelation as we look to him. We'll talk to you guys in the next video.